What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Draft Eligible. As always, I am joined by Frank. Hello, hello. Good to see you guys again. Sir and Dylan. Hey, hey, how's it going? Um, And this is JJ. And if you guys aren't familiar with the podcast, we uh, typically pick a topic and we go around the board, uh, kind of fantasy sports style and uh, draft our favorites or what we feel um, are the top. And we discuss um, and discuss our choices. So uh, got a fun one uh, this this episode. Uh, I'm sorry. NFL season is upon us. Uh, Training camps uh, for some clubs have already started and uh, the remaining clubs will be starting over the next several days here. So we thought we were going to go ahead and pick our favorite NFL storylines that uh, that are going on right now throughout the various teams and players. Um, so uh, as always, we did uh, our fun random spin on the internet and our draft order uh, for this episode, Dylan will be leading off uh, followed by Frank and then yours truly uh, will uh, be third. So uh, I guess without further ado, guys, let's uh, jump right into this. So NFL storylines, Mr. Dylan, you have the floor, sir. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll, I'll probably take the lowest hanging fruit possible with uh, my first pick here and, and just go uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think it's probably, you know, arguably one of the biggest stories. I don't know of another bigger story in the league right now. You got the, you got the returning MVP of the league basically saying like he doesn't want to play for his team or, you know, who knows what his – if he has demands. We, we've seen, like, he's gotten a contract offer now that's coming out um, that would have made him highest paid player. So, you, you're like, I don't know exactly what his demands are or if they simply are just to not be on that team anymore. Um, but with training camps, you know, starting back up here, <clears throat> we'll see if he shows up. We'll see if he really sticks to it. You throw in like Jeopardy and that he could be the host of Jeopardy. Like, there's just so many angles to this story that are like insane. Obviously, he's wealthy enough to just retire, you know what I mean? And not never play again if he wanted to. You can do that too. Um, so, uh, that's 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 gonna be very interesting to see. I feel like I feel like he makes that team. Like, I feel like that, you know, losing someone like Aaron Rodgers is like a major difference to that team being like a playoff team and being like a four or five win team. (laughs) So there's a major, major swing there. So it should be interesting to see what, uh, how that kind of all unfolds with, uh, with Rogers. What do you guys think about that situation? I, um, honestly, I don't think of it's much of a situation. I think this is more of a media thing to be perfectly, perfectly honest. Um, I think he still shows up to camp. I think everything's fine. He goes about his business. Is he happy? I don't think he is. Um, but I don't think he's going to be traded. I don't think he's going to sit out. Um, I think he's just going to go out there and just play like how he normally plays. Um, and then after the season, you know, figure something out, whether it's again, you know, like Dylan, you were mentioning, uh, does he host jeopardy or, or just retire or, you know, do, you know, do whatever he does on his free time. Um, or does he, he really, you know, force the hand again of the, of the Packers to say, Hey, you know, get, you know, get rid of me. I want to go to Denver, uh, or another 
location. I know Denver no. seems to be the favorite. No, <laughs> Sorry, <pass>. Frank. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, you know, some of it may, you know, way on where does Devonte Adams go? Um, or you know, in the end, I just think that he, he goes, he plays out 2021 with the Packers, um, and you know, who knows? I mean, like you know. What happens if they win the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> that could swing a few things. And, and I know there was that report out there. There were some conflicting things about it, but uh, uh, that he was offered a contract extension that would have put, put him as the uh, top uh, paid quarterback, and, and he declined it. So if that was true, then we know that, you know, this is much more about money. So, um, I, again, I, I just – I think it he, he, he reports on time, he plays, and then – We'll figure it out in 2022. Yeah, I think you guys have pretty much nailed it here. And we, we know what the deal is with the Rodgers, right? I, or at least we think we do. And everything seems to come out day by day. And who who's leaking what to the media? And I think if you listen to his interview before he played the uh, the golf game with uh, Mickelson and Brady, and I, he really does mention that, you know, he wasn't disappointed in the fans. He wasn't disappointed in this the team. He loves his he loves his coaches. He loves his teammates. Really, it was just management, and, and he just didn't appreciate management. And I think we've all been there, <laughs> right? We've all had that manager that we're like, bump that guy. Um, but, you know, so I, where, where I stand with it is I think it's I, I think it's a large story because until he shows up. If he shows up day one of training camp and doesn't sit out, and then it's, okay, then Aaron Rodgers, the MVP, is coming back and leading his team to another playoff run. It's if he doesn't show up on day one, <laughs> that's when it's like, oh my God, <laughs> what is going to happen? You know, Dylan, if you were, if you're Aaron Rodgers, what, what would you do? I don't know. It's kind of hard because through all of it, I don't like, like you said, JJ, we know where there's rumors out there that the contract is out there. So like, we know it's not about money necessarily. Right unless he wanted even more than, than that, maybe, right? But, like, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he got offered more money than anybody else was getting offered, and he was like, no, it's not really about that. You know what I mean? Like, um, So it's kind of hard to say, like, what it's really mm-hmm. – if he's going to show up, what is it about? You know what I mean? Because if it really is about something that important to him that like money doesn't fix it, which fixes most things for most people, like in a, you know, in a professional setting, if you get enough money, you'll, you'll kind of do whatever job you got to do. But like, if that doesn't fix it, what is the, what is the problem there? And what's the solution there? I mean, I think he could, I, I think he could maybe show up late, you know what I mean? And really try, he can afford to show up late. So he can take the fine and he can see if, if I don't show up day one, will I get what I want? If they think, Oh my God, he might really not show up this season. You know what I mean? Like kind of call their bluff. And then, then at some point, if he's, you know, if if they're like, okay, cool. Like we're just going to find you. Then he's like, all right, I'm going to show up. You know what I mean? Like I'll pay the money, whatever. I thought maybe, just maybe, you would take the bait and think that I might really sit out this season. And, you know, I wasn't going to. So I think most he just shows up late and takes the hit and then ends up either playing or, you know, maybe they're able to make a deal or something like that. But I don't even know what 
I don't even know what someone has to give the Packers for them to be like, yeah, let's get rid of Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like, is there a team out there really willing to give up the position that's going to put the Packers in? You know what I mean? Like, how much do you have to give up? Is there a team really willing to give that up? I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I was just going to say that if he goes that route, if he sits out a little bit through, through camp um, and kind of see how things plays out. uh, What if Jordan love doesn't, is not panning out. I mean, I know there's some glowing reviews um, about him. No, but you know, from LaFleur, but you know, what if he, what if he's struggling, you know, what if he, you know, heaven forbid he gets hurt, you know, <laughs> what happens then, you know? So uh, that, that'll be interesting to watch as well. If he, if he goes the route of, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to sit out for a little bit and, and let this thing kind of play out. Right. And as good as Aaron Rodgers is, which, you know, the amount, the, with as good as Aaron Rodgers is and how much teams are going to have to give up for him, for a guy that they know is not, is not happy where he is like a lot of teams get taken off. Would they love to have an Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. They don't want to have an Aaron Rodgers for what they're going to have to pay for an Aaron Rodgers. Like they'll take, you know, their guy, like does Tennessee want to give away the farm when they're like, I'd rather just keep Tannehill. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tannehill, but I don't want to give you what I have to give you to get him. So like, it's, you're, you're also stuck in that situation. And then as the, as that pool gets smaller, then Denver's going to be like, Hey, if we're like, why are we bidding against ourselves? You know what I mean? Like, why are we giving you everything when nobody else is giving you anything? You know what I mean? So, and, and you have this guy who doesn't want to show up. Like that's really like the buying powers on our side. So, you know, you have the, you have the Packers in that situation where they can just be like, listen, we can't get what's proper for you. So we're just going to hold on to you, whether you show up or show up late or whatever. And, like you said, JJ, figure it out next year. You know what I mean? Like we know, we know going into next off season, we don't want to do this again. So we'll like maybe start this process a little bit earlier um, when there's more, there's more buyers, I guess, on the market for you. Agreed there. All right. Jumping into pick number two here, pick number two overall. Uh, I am going to start with the uh, defending Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can they repeat? I feel like that's an easy question. But uh, I'm interested to see where you guys stand. I, I think the, the short answer is sure they can repeat, but will they? And I think the answer is no. They're they're in a they're in a conference where they had an, a really impressive run in the playoffs, right? We we saw them, you know, go lights out the the first half against Green Bay, and we saw you know them struggle a little bit with Washington and Taylor Heineke. And the, Tampa's a really good team. They they've built the team really well. They've built it you know, foundation on defense hard-hitting secondary, physical secondary, good pass rush, two, I mean, one really amazing linebacker in my mind and Levante David and, and Devin White obviously is improving, uh, definitely good in the pass game. And then obviously on the other side of the ball, you have probably the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. You have two, I'd say, well, you have three good receivers because let's just say AB as the third receiver is not too bad, right? You have one of the best tight ends of all time who even after taking a year or two off, came out and looked, you know, showed really good glimpses of finding his, his way to be open. So I think, I think there's a lot of things that you can like about that team. However, they play in a conference where maybe their division, they can win their division easily, but you have the AF, the NFC West with 
legitimately four teams that should make the playoffs, right? If <laughs> it is possible for four teams from a, a division to make the playoffs, all four of those teams should be playoff contenders, uh, starting with the Rams, right? The Rams adding, adding a quarterback and getting rid of Jared Goff. The, the Seahawks, as long as Russell Wilson's there, they're going to have a chance. Imagine if Tampa has to travel to Seattle, uh, you know, for a playoff game. Arizona, I mean, that's probably the, the most questionable team of the four, but they continue to add pieces and be strong. And then uh, finally, the, the 49ers, who I, I do think are the best team in that in that division. So just having those four teams alone, if Aaron Rodgers is back with Green Bay, I mean, they were a, a touchdown away from coming back and winning that game in the championship game. And and then just to, just really to, to, to tighten that all up, if they make it through the, the NFC, they all now have to go through and then play against the AFC and I mean, I, th- I think there's at least three teams that are probably better than them in the AFC. Obviously, Kansas City, I know the Super Bowl didn't go that way, but I think what Kansas City's done has made them a stronger team. Uh, I think Baltimore, I, I, I know everybody wants to hate on Lamar Jackson, but I think that's a better team. And then, you know, just kind of continuing to go down that list. I, I really like what Cleveland's done. I, I, it's, it's, it's hard to say Cleveland's a really good team or better than the defending Super Bowl champs. But I think when you look at how a team stacks up on paper, I don't, I don't really see where they don't match up well. So uh, interested to see what you guys think and think if they will repeat or if they'll come close to repeating. Um, yeah, first off, you forgot about Scotty Miller. So do not risk it. I know, I know he's challenging. Scotty doesn't know, right? Knows. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just, just to um, kind of – kind of go backwards here frank uh a couple other afc teams watch i mean i think tennessee and buffalo could also give them a run for their money too um if that happens to be the super bowl but it's you know we we talked about this last year with kansas city um and you know are they going to repeat and they're definitely one of the favorites if not the favorite but it well, said it every year it's hard again you know the 0304 patriots last team to do it so, um, not to say it can't be done, obviously, because not only did those Patriots do it, but several other teams have done it um, in the past. But um, I know some of the good things for them. They, you know, they get all their, you know, their twenty-two starters back. Um, but it's it's tough. I mean, it it's really tough. And and you know, there's always again, there's always that surprise team or two that that we might not be talking about. Um, that might knock them off. You know, whether it's you know being uh, the difference between being a wild card and a division winner or uh, in the playoffs, maybe early on, they get, they get shocked. Um, like you said, uh, they, they had a little bit of trouble early on, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think they do. Um, you know, and this is, and every year we watch, is this the year that Brady falls off? I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I mean, he didn't show it last year, especially with that you know, late, <laughs> recently revealed MCL tear that he had. Um, but uh uh, there's, there's certain things that have to go your way. Um, you know, staying healthy, um, you know, having the ball bounce your way a few games here, or there. Um, and I, I just don't think that, I think we're the day and age that it's really hard for a team to repeat. And, uh, you know, again, if I had to, you know, put money on it, I'd say they, they make it to the playoffs. Um, uh, maybe they win a playoff game or two, but in the end, I, I just think that somebody's going to, um, come out on uh, on top over them i couldn't tell you who but i just i just have that that feeling yeah i mean part of me wants to say 
part of me wants to say that like they won't they won't repeat but then i i don't really have any evidence to prove that they won't like i don't it didn't really get worse this offseason, right? It didn't really get worse. I, <laughs> when I look at the end, so when I look at the path to the Super Bowl, I don't know really who stands in their way in the NFC. Like, I, I understand you have you once you get to the Super Bowl, then I think I think the AFC is a much stronger in a much stronger position or a much deeper uh, position than the NFC is. But I think like when you haven't, I don't know who in the NFC I could, I, there's no one in the NFC I could just pick out and be like that team, that team could beat the Bucks any day. There's just no one in the NFC I can say that about. Right. And then, so if you got that path, you got an easy, easier path to the Super Bowl itself, then it just boils down to that one game. And I mean, I'm not a Tom Brady lover, but like, there is something about that guy like there is something about that guy and what not just what he's able to do like from a personal performance level which he's obviously still performing at a high level but there's something that he does to a locker room that he feeds them all tb12 formula yeah like you just can't I don't know what you know, it's leadership I guess you I guess that's what it is you know what I mean it's just like it, that is what it is you see you see through you see him like pull that team together last year and bring them through the playoffs and then you even see like in the celebration like how much how much his teammates like love him you know what i mean like it wasn't just like they're celebrating you know this is our quarterback or whatever but like just the way they interacted with him even while they were celebrating you could tell like he was the man like if Tom Brady walked in and said, everybody go run, he'll, everyone would just go run a lap. You know what I mean? Like no questions asked. They're going to do whatever that guy says. Right. So I think get the road to the Super Bowl will be somewhat easier for them. I, I do think, you know, there, there's a lot of teams in the AFC that could, you know, the, the chiefs, obviously, I think we overlooked last year, like going into the, going into the Super Bowl with uh, Andy Reid's uh, son dying and like he was a coach on the freaking team, like and, and the like the effect that that has. Like, I mean, you mean the with the car accident? Yeah, yeah well, he did so, die. Yeah, he he caused the death. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, with, with that, Dude, he didn't die. He was a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> that, with that situation, yeah. like that that had you you can't you know I mean like that can't not be a distraction. Um, so there's things like that that could have played into that, and I think the Chiefs are very capable of beating the Bucks. Um, any day, just like the Bucks are capable of beating them any day. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna say I don't really know. I mean, I, Gronk could fall off a little bit. You know, this could be the year Brady falls off. Who knows? I you know, but but um, I'll I'll go ahead and say they repeat. I'll go ahead and say they repeat just because I don't really know why they don't. Uh, other than other than getting to the Super Bowl and possibly losing to an AFC team, which I know is critical in this situation, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, if you get I, there, right? It's, it's getting, getting there, right? It's getting to the game, and having one game. I see them being the team in the NFC to beat, and I don't see a team in the NFC that can easily handle them. Um, you know, someone could get hot, and it just takes one game. But 
I think they get to the Super Bowl, and then at, at that point, I think it's just that that Tom Brady like kind of takeover mentality where it's like we're going to come in prepared more than the other team. We're going to be sharper, and like they're they're just going to have to be you know better than we are today. And I you know, I don't think it's going to happen. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say they repeat. Fair enough. JJ, end out the first round and start the second round, sir. All right, so first pick uh, for me out of the two, um, I am going to go with the story of the five rookie first-round quarterbacks, um, and they all have interesting situations. I kind of put them in two different boats. So we have the first boat, which are here's the starting job, right? And that's your Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, and that's Zach Wilson up in New York. Um, And really with those two – you know, can they live up to the expectations? And I think they have different expectations, right? Trevor Lawrence is considered like, you know, the greatest thing and the most surest thing since Andrew Luck, if you guys would agree, right? Like, you know, he's, we've been talking about this guy since he's been a freshman at Clemson. And now here's the final, finally, we get the time to see him in the NFL. And can he do this in the NFL with the worst team, <laughs> right? Like um, that, that's, you know, whenever you're the number one overall pick, you're not necessarily walking into the best situation. So um, I, I think that'll give us a true measuring stick of how good this guy really is. It's not like he's going to, you know, a Green Bay or a Tampa Bay or a Kansas City where, you know, they're loaded and all they need is a quarterback to win. So, um, you know. Jacksonville was picking number one for a reason. Um, I know they made some moves in the offseason uh, to, to help build the roster. Obviously, they have a new coaching staff, but, you know, we got to see how this um, all plays out, which I guess is a whole different storyline with, with Irving Meyer there. But um, And then you have Zach Wilson, um, which we know the New York Jets are basically been cursed for years and years and years and years and years. Obviously, you know, their latest experiment with Sam Darnold didn't work out, um, you know, you know, he's not as a sure thing, quote unquote, sure thing like uh, Trevor Lawrence is. So uh, how much slack does he get? You know, is, is it a kind of a Sam Darnold? You know, you get a couple of years and then if you're not, you know, if you're not taking us to the playoffs, get out of town. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he handles that, because we all know the New York media is not the friendliest of media. It's not the friendliest of towns or fan bases. So um, and then you have the other three. Um, which are in similar situations. Uh, and that's, you know, you're the number two or you're no, the number three. You have to sit and learn and wait your turn because we have a guy that can at least start some games. You know, you have the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo and then Trey Lance. You have the Bears. They have Andy Dalton as QB1. And then you have Justin Fields behind him. And then um, up in New England, you have Cam Newton with Mac Jones. Um, and really to me uh, is – which one of those rookies make it to the field first, whether it's through injury uh, or whether it's just poor play um, or, you know, front office pressure, fan pressure, whatever it is. Um, You know, I know that's not a question we'll have answered most likely in training camp, uh, but you know, when is it in the season? Is it, you know, week three, is it after their bye week? Um, You know, is it, you know, once they know they're going to be out of the playoffs, um, and kind of going back to the class of um, 2018, you know, when there were five quarterbacks taken, we know that at least four out of the five are doing, well, I should say three out of the five are doing well. One of them has a question mark. One of them flat out just, you know, I think it's safe to say now he's a bust. Um, and we know history tells us that not all five are going to be superstars. So, you know, kind of another storyline to that is, which one of these guys or guys 
is is just not going to make it. Um, I mean, I have my own opinion on that, but I know full, you know, time will tell on that. Uh, but uh, that's that's my uh, my uh, first pick of the two, the first round quarterbacks of uh, 2021. Your guys' thoughts on those five? Oh yeah, uh, this is this is great. This is this is my next uh, the next one on my list. So uh, I I love this topic. I think this class is fascinating for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned because there's so many unique scenarios, right? Like Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the, the next best thing since Andrew Luck, right? But he just went to the worst team with a brand new coach who's never coached in the pros, who doesn't really look like he wants to coach in the pros, but looked like he saw the dollars on the check and was like, <laughs> I'm going to go make a few tax-free uh, tax dollars in, in Florida. And, and, and return, return to Florida, yeah. Right, you know, so he, he went to an area where he's, revered as a god so there i i i struggle with trevor lawrence solely because of the situation he's being put in zach wilson i really like the situation because of they're bringing in that san francisco style offense it's a unique running attack he's got good mobility they've added to me two really good wide receivers this year to go along with denzel mims and jameson crowder adding guy like Corey davis who's not gonna be you know 100 catch 1600 yard kind of guy but I don't think he has to be in that offense. I think I think you just need reliable guys with good hands who can catch the ball and make things work. Uh, you have four receivers now, including Elijah Moore, that can do that. And I think what the Jets have done gives Zach Wilson the best chance to be successful from day one. Then I look at Trey Lance and I just say, whoever's in a Kyle Shanahan offense, I mean, he made Dick Mullins look good, C.J. Beathard look good. I, I have no doubt that Trey Lance can look good. Justin Fields is so funny to me because I think he's very good. He's going into a situation in Chicago, much like the one that Mitchell Trubisky went in, where he's going to be the number two for a lame duck head coach who is in win now mode. And they don't really have a chance to let him sit and learn. Right. You know, so either to me, I know you mentioned Dalton's QB one, but what is that? You're, you're fighting for it, right? Like, go out, let your better quarterback play. And if you lose, you're going to get fired anyway, right? Like, I don't want to get fired because I played Andy Dalton for too many games. I want to get fired because I put my best quarterback out there. We, we played well in some. We didn't play well in others. And I can say, like, here's what I did with Justin Fields. Not I sat him for Andy Dalton. And then Mac Jones is just another one of those, like, it's New England. I is he going to be good? If he, is he going to show us anything? Like, does he, he doesn't have to throw the ball 40 yards downfield. He doesn't have to do all these things. He, they added, you know, if you look at the weapons that they added, Ken, you know, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Aguilar, you know, the two tight ends, Johnny Smith and, and Hunter Henry. Nelson Aguilar. He, Nelson Aguilar. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar is going to be really mad that the ball doesn't go 40 yards downfield because <laughs> yeah. those are the only kind of passes he can catch. But I, I think it's just so funny that it's, you know, Mac Jones has put in, a very simple situation where by all means he should succeed, but who knows if they're even going to give him a chance, right? Like who knows when he'll get that chance and, and you know, is it going to take a Cam Newton injury to get that chance? So I, I love Zach Wilson's situation. I, I Dylan, I'll ask you this out of the five, it, we're sitting here three years later, just like we are with the 2018 class. Who's the best one? I think it's tough. I mean, <clears throat> I think you kind of laid it out very, very well. Like, because so much, so much of the quarter, I guess really any position for that matter, but I think some positions more than others. So like the quarterback position relies on the team that you land on. Like 
you could be a great running back on a really crappy team. Like you just run the damn ball. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're just fast or you run everyone over. Like you can be a good running back on a bad team. Barry Sanders is an example of that, right? Hey, Saquon but, Barkley, man. He's got to go against 11 in the box and they still exactly. can't pass like, the ball. <laughs> you can show your talent. You can be a good edge rusher. You can do all those things. Like to a certain degree, yeah, there's scheme to it. But also like if you're just – if you're Von Miller, you can – you're going to kind of show up on tape or, you know, Aaron Donald – you're going to show up anywhere on the field, right? You know what I mean? Like, no matter what. So, I, I don't see, like, I guess if you're going to go, like, I Trey Lance probably has the best shot of being the guy who comes out, and that's just because of the situation he's landing on. I mean, you look at the 49ers last year, they had all those – they would have been a better team last year if they didn't have all those injuries and things like that happen. Um, so you got guys coming back from injury. You got the Kyle Shanahan offense. I think he likes a mobile quarterback. Now, I think maybe – I don't necessarily think Trey Lance is going to be the first out of those back end. You know, we know that Lawrence is going to start. We know that Dave is going to start. But I don't think – I don't think he'll be the first to start out of those back end three. Um, I do think that the Bears put Justin Fields in um out of those back end three guys um first and i just think that because andy dalton is andy dalton like andy dalton's not going to suddenly be better than he's been the last 12 years you know what i mean like he's not i'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback but he's not a, a, you know an elite starter he's not really you know he's a borderline starter good backup guy right so I think just being in that situation, other than maybe Cam getting hurt or something like that, that'll make him the first guy to hop on the field. Is I don't think Andy Dalton's going to come out and blow anything up. And he could come out week one and throw six interceptions and look like garbage. And then they'll be like, screw it, just throw it fields. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just do it right now. We gave him a shot. And, you know, let's throw in our guy. And like you said, you have a lame duck quarter, you have a lame duck coach or a coach that's trying to be like, show some progress and show some future. You know what I mean? If where they can, where they can say like, look at what we have going. You don't want to mess this up now by taking me out of here. Um, and then Mac Jones, I don't, I, the only thing I don't like about that situation, at least at first coming in is I don't like, I don't like going from like a more mobile style quarterback to a less mobile style quarterback. Like, I feel like if you're building that offense, like around Cam Newton, and then you throw in someone who's like, I feel like if you're going from a, a, a standstill quarterback, a pocket quarterback to a mobile quarterback, that's a little easier uh, to run the offense than going the opposite direction. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not like overly impressed with all the moves that the Patriots made. I know they spent a lot of money, but no one really blew me away on that where I'm like, Oh man, they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to the Super Bowl now. They have two tight ends. Um, so yeah, I, I would say out of, out of those four who has the best shot at just looking the best three years from now, uh, it's probably, you know, it's probably uh, Lance on the 49ers. Um, just because of where he landed. JJ, pick one out of the five. Do you have the best uh, three years from now? Um, 
Hmm. Yeah, for three Go years back, from Jones, now. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> three years from now. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'll go with the trendy pick and say Trevor Lawrence. I hard to argue the talent, right? Yeah, I, I, and I say three years from now because I, you know, I think he'll he'll try very hard uh, with what he's got year one. Um, but though, you know, we're talking over the next couple seasons, you know, get him some more young talent, maybe get some free agents in there, um, you know. Who knows? And then as, as you get more of those weapons, obviously he's gaining experience and then really, you know, really starting to realize his potential, hopefully by year three. And I think, you know, he will be out of the five, the, the best one on the field. Um, I, I envision a Trey Lance. Um, I hate to use the term flash in the pan, but I think he'll be good early on, but I, I worry a little bit about his development. If, if, you know, he'll rely on his athleticism. He'll be the hot thing for a couple of years. And then if he doesn't take that, that next step, I think teams catch up to him. Um, if, if he kind of realize, again, realizes the potential, he, he, he matures the way that we're all hoping he would, um, he could be the number one. Uh, but if he doesn't, and he's not kind of remains that raw product that he is right now, I, I really worry about him, you know, long-term. Um, you know, I think the other three, I think, uh, you know, I, Mac Jones, I think he's just, you know, another guy. I mean, uh, I think he's, you know, he's, there's nothing flashy about him. I mean, Frank, you've, you've mentioned before about his arm strength, but um, I, I am not high at all in Justin Fields. And I think Zach, you know, Zach Wilson is just in a, it, until the Jets get proved me wrong, that's just a terrible situation. I, I mean, I know they're doing their best to, to, to rebuild that thing, but it's one of those things until you see it, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to envision that. Dig it, JJ. Pick two. Um, I really, I, you know, I'm always a, a person that tries to stay away from talking about the quarterback because there are 21 other guys on the, on the starting roster <laughs> that we can talk about. Uh, but it just seems to be like the polarizing topic. Um, so for, uh, fortunately, I'm going to stick with the quarterback position and I'm going down to Houston um, with the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, obviously, he's got his own legal um, issues going on right now. Obviously, we don't know if he's in the right or wrong. That's that's ongoing. Um, but from a football perspective, we just I mean, that that is it. That is a huge piece uh, to what they need to, to compete. Um because you look at that roster and you take him away, they could easily be one of the five worst teams this year. Um, and and I say that because, you know, I, I like Tyrod Taylor, um, but he's, he's not going to win you like 11, 12, 13 games. He's not going to compete with the Indies and the Tennessees in that division. Um, you know, Davis Mills, I mean, like, I know they were trying to get some insurance to, you know, just in case uh, Deshaun Watson uh, wasn't available. Um, I'm sure they would want to pick higher if they could, but, you know, they, <laughs> thanks, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> they have no draft picks. So you kind of got to get what you get, right? Uh, and then, you know, Jeff Driscoll's just a backup, right? He's not going to, he's not going to make a lot of noise. He'll run around a bit, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's two drastically different uh, rosters with and without Deshaun Watson. I know you can say that about a lot of teams, but uh, uh, this one is just, I mean, he can make things happen. He can make team, a team that much better with him being on the field. And if he is, if he is suspended or on the commissioner's list or, you know, whatever the case is, um, 
and on top of that, he's not he's not even happy with the Texans. <laughs> I mean, you could take away this whole legal situation and he's not happy. Um, so even if that if it's that, even if he's cleared of all the legal situations. And again, we talked about Rogers not being happy with management. Here's another quarterback that's not happy with management. And if he decides to to play the card of, hey, I'm going to sit this one out. Uh, the Texans are in real trouble. It, it, you know, they just I, they just do not have, you know, enough to compete uh, in the division, let alone AFC. Uh, so very curious on what happens to Deshaun Watson, especially, and then the other part of it too, kind of going, you know, with that whole, I'm not happy with management, uh, same deal. Does he get traded? Uh, again, if his legal issues, uh, clear up, um, I know, uh, teams like Philly have been linked to him because they have a lot of, uh, draft capital that they can cough up for, uh, somebody like Watson. But that's another thing to watch out for is, you know, if he, if he truly becomes available and he's free and clear of all the legal stuff um, and clear with the league, you know, who's going to make that play for him. Um, and we'll be in, we'll be good enough in time to, to plug them in uh, because quarterback, uh, you know, unlike many positions on a roster, you just can't throw somebody out there and, you know, expect them to play well, you know, right off the bat. So um they need some time to, to build rapport with the receivers and learn the plays. I mean, you guys know this. So, uh, but that's my other pick, uh, Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's uh, obviously like, you know, with what's going on all of the accusations and things like if he did all of that crap, then screw him. He should be, you know, he can go sell cell phones and in, in a mall somewhere or something like that and get out of the league. But, you know, if all of that works out, I feel like the Texans are like, not only is that a tough situation to be in, you, you have, you have this franchise quarterback and now he's in a situation where a, he didn't like management and B now he's in this legal problem that could take him off the field for you. But I feel like just watching like their press conferences and watching things like that, I feel like their entire management and they're the entire way they run their organization, like cannot handle this situation. Like there are very, there are a few teams in the league that you feel like the front office could almost handle this situation. Like they can almost be like, okay, we'll take it in stride. And we're going to like, we're going to still put up good product on the field and we're still going to compete. Right. But Houston's like, they just seem like they're completely scrambled. They don't, they don't have an answer. They don't have, They have a new coach. They have, you know, this Jack Easterby crap going on in the front office. The Lord knows what he's doing. No pun intended. But, um, like, like it's just, it's just a, it's just a complete mess. Even if Deshaun Watson tomorrow, they were like, he's cleared. Everything was made up. It was all a lie. And he comes back in and starts working out, and they just hit the ground running. I don't feel like they're a they're a well-run team in the, in, to begin with. I feel like they're still going to be going up against the Texans at, or going up against the Titans and going up against the Colts who have gotten better. Like, they're still going up against, a, you know, they're a good good division. Um, and they haven't done much to really add to their team or add to their talent pool, uh, and they're losing a franchise quarterback. I just don't see how that's, you know, a good situation. Uh, I know if I was another team, I would be like every team has their own investigators and every team probably knows way more about this Deshaun Watson thing than any of us know about it. Right. Maybe even more than the police know about it. Right. (laughs) Like, so if, 
if I like was one of those teams and I got, okay, we're feeling like pretty good about this. And, and I'm dealing with the Texans who like to trade for like nothing for star players. I'm calling them up and I'm making like some, I'm lowballing them and seeing if I can get Deshaun Watson. Cause why not? You know what I mean? Like take, take the flyer on them and, and, and get them. And that's another thing. Like, I wonder if a team will swoop in and maybe take him during this period and get, try to get a deal on him and just be like, well, we'll risk it. You know what I mean? We're not going to give you what we would give you if he got cleared, but we'll take the risk. Um, And that's, that's always possible. You never know if the team's willing to kind of roll the dice on that. Yeah. I, it's tough because it's such a serious situation with the allegations, right? Like it's, it's hard to, to assume and know like and you say there's two options right like obviously if he's convicted then or if he, you know he's found guilty of it then uh, they should take him out of the league if he's found innocent or settles out of court whatever the case might be and nothing happens then he's one of the top easily top 10 if not top five quarterbacks in the league and as bad as that team is built and that team is built very bad if he's there they they have a chance to win any game um, you know, we saw that last year. I know what they finished four and twelve, but every game, they, you know, both Colts games, they they had a fumble on the goal line and threw an interception. You know, they so many games they lost by a play as opposed to you know getting blown out. You know, so I, I think if he's there, that team, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but could you could you really bet against seven or nine wins just because of Deshaun Watson? Uh, what I foresee happening is is much like the Aaron Rodgers situation. I think I think because of all this stuff and that the fact that these cases might not be settled until the middle or the end of the season, I think you see him in Houston this year. I do think you see him play because he's going to make a hell of a lot of money by playing, and that's hard to turn down. So I think you see him play, and then next off season is more likely when you can see him move. And JJ mentioned, you know his team, the Eagles have potentially three first round picks this, this upcoming year. Uh, and then to the next, you know, the, there are so many teams that have two picks, not, not teams necessarily that need a quarterback right now, but if you're Miami and two, it doesn't work out, right. You're all of a sudden in Oakland, Derek Carr doesn't work out Denver and their terrible situation. Carolina was begging for him, right. Until they moved for Sam Darnold, but they moved to two for Sam Darnold. So it's not like they gave up all the draft capital in the world and, and have to stay with him. They haven't signed him to a new deal. So I, I, re, I really think you see him in Houston this year if he plays. And then next offseason is when Houston tries to get as much as they can. Who knows what they're going to get? Because like you mentioned, they're a pretty terribly run franchise at this point. But all, all that said, JJ, if, if Deshaun plays, what do you see their record as? And I'm saying like healthy for 17 games, all that good stuff. Um, it's a good question. Um, it, again, it probably won't be great. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I'll say five and 12. Dylan. I, I, yeah, I just, they, they, they could definitely be a one or two win team without him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might, somehow we might see the first Owen 17 team. Yeah. He's not there, right? <laughs> Dylan, what do you think if he if he's there? Yeah, I mean it's a big if because um, I even think the league might be like, no, like we're not gonna we're not gonna have this guy on the field right now. Um, but let's say let's say that doesn't happen. 
I think I don't know. A ceiling is probably like six, maybe seven wins, but that would be like really stretching it. But I I, I think kind of like JJ, like four to five wins is like probably more than likely yeah. if he's on the field because the team's just bad. And you got a new coach. I mean, you got a new system, and you have a guy who hasn't been in the damn building who runs the system. You know, he's going to run the system on the field. Who even knows what that system is, right? Like, yeah. he was a wide receiver coach yeah, maybe for he's the, got a the most run-oriented team. Yeah, maybe he's got a playbook and stuff. I don't, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, obviously there's not nothing, but I don't know. I don't, I don't they, like the fact that I don't like they better run the ball with all those running backs they have. They better run the ball. <laughs> Sign 17 running backs. Yeah, they should yeah. run the ball a little bit. So, but yeah, who the hell knows, man? All right, jumping into to my second pick here and going to go to the other side of the ball. We've talked a lot about quarterbacks so far, uh, justifiably so, as, as they dominate the headlines. But I'm going to go to uh, the reigning, defending, three-time defensive MVP, Aaron Donald. And I, I'm going to say the storyline this year is can anybody unseat him? He's been the most dominant force on, on the defense the last four years. You know, he, I know Stephon Gilmore won the D, uh, DMVP. Uh, two years ago. So, you know, but he's won three out of the last four consistently top of the league in sacks and in pressure and just an overall tear. Right. So it, my question to you guys, and, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to frame it like this is if anybody can beat Aaron Donald, who is it and why? And I, and I tried to, as we were thinking about this in top storylines, I tried to think about, you know, is there a guy out there who's going to get more sacks? Is there a guy who's going to get a ton of interceptions because he's in a really good situation playing against terrible quarterbacks? And the the one name that, that really stood out to me was TJ Watt, uh, just because I think Pittsburgh, he was so good last year, even when Bud Dupree went out, like TJ Watt seems like a guy who's primed for that season where he's going to get 18 to, to 20 sacks. And I know that's a lot, but with the extra game, I think those numbers are a little more achievable. So I, that's the only name that I could truly come up with. You know, I think there's a ton of names you could say, can Tyron Matthew get eight interceptions and, and win it? Sure. Like, I think, I think that's possible, but you need something that's really clear cut, right. In this, in this situation. So uh, Dylan, I'll, I'll turn it to you first. It, is Aaron Donald going to make it four out of five or if not, who, who, un, who unseats him? It's a good question. Um, probably he probably is. Um I wouldn't – he's kind of like a Tom Brady of that side of the ball. Like, I'm not going to – I'm, I'm Who's judging, betting against I'm him, right? Betting Who's against betting him. against Aaron Donald? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, I never have. It's not like Tom Brady where a lot of times we've all been like, oh, this is the year he's going to suck. But, like, yeah, it's just like who's – why bet against him? Um, if I had a – maybe – I mean, I think I think uh, Watt is a good pick. For, for someone to possibly unseat him. Um, I kind of look at Miles Garrett. Um, you add you add Clowney in there. And you add, you know what I mean you add that that defense is a pretty good defense. So he's got a he's got some a little maybe a little bit of pressure taken off of him and, and spread out among the defense. And you know obviously he's an incredible player. So that you know I mean that's that's not that's never been questioned. So yeah, maybe like I think Watt is a is a potential guy to unseat him. I think Miles Garrett has the abilities to have an, an amazing season. And, you know, I think he I think anyone's gonna have to catch Aaron Donald on an offseason. 
and they're going to have to have a hot season. So <laughs> like, it's going to have to be both. Like you're going to get lucky and have him have a crappy season and you have like the season of your life. Uh, to kind right, of, you just hope he like twists his knee, right? Like hope he twists his knee and misses a couple games, so he only right. Gets, or just like, for some sacks. reason, he's just like <laughs> getting, you know, teams are just pinning, you know, just like putting three dudes on him, like and just you know, managing managing him, and 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 then on the other hand, Miles Garrett's just like getting three sacks a game, just like killing people or something. Like that's the only way he, someone is going to get it. How about you, JJ? Um, I'm you know. If there's a guy that I'd have to pick to unseat him, he is on a team that I am terrified of this year. And Frank, I, I kind of gave you a teaser when we talked earlier today, uh, a team in the NFC. Um, that team is the Washington football team. And the guy I'm talking about is Chase Young. Mm. I think that the Washington football team is going to make a lot of noise this year. And now you put somebody like Fitzmagic at quarterback, which again, I'm not calling him Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or in Rogers, but he's competent, right? You know, and you know, you add, you add somebody like Curtis sandwich, I thought it was a great pickup. Um, you still have McLaurin there. Um, you know, if Logan Thomas is those the things on the back half of the year, like he, you know, like he did, if he carries that over to this year um, and the way they ran the football, I think they could put up some points. And what does that mean? That translates back to the defense and you unleash those horses you have up front. Um, you know, you have sweat on the other side, you, you have that push uh, with Payne and Allen and, and, and then you have Chase Young who could get some one-on-one, which is ridiculous. Um, I, you know, he could he could definitely have that opportunity um, to be the def- defensive player of the year. Um, I just think that team was built the right way, um, and especially on the defensive line. And I, if I was any offensive lineman or quarterback, whatever, I would not want to see uh, Chase Young in that defensive line. So I'm, I'll, I'll say Chase Young has a has a pretty good shot. That's a, yeah, a pretty solid pick. I think both those are are solid and, and <laughs> it's, it's funny you mentioned Chase Young. I, th- I feel like we'll talk more about that team, but just overall dominance. I, f- I feel like everybody looked at the, the playoff game and was like, Oh, it can't be that good. He didn't beat out Tristan Wirfs. And like, Hey, you know, not everybody wins every game. Right. But you look back at the season he had and the pivotal moments, you look back at that Joe Burrow stop, you know, right on the goal line, like the, the Eagles game week 17, like he, he continually finds a way to make plays. Uh, going back to college, as I know very well, Chase Young is is, is dominant. And that's a really uh, good and, and unique pick, I think. And 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 fairness to him and all the 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 rookies of 2020. I mean, they they have the opportunity now of a first real off season. You know, um, the COVID protocols are, are being lightened up. They could be back in the building. Um, he doesn't have to worry about training for the draft. I mean, he's that's over with. So he, he gets that opportunity to not only train with the team, but, you know, he has a, a year to, um, you know, of experience to, to look back on and really build off that too. Yeah. I'm looking at like, uh, I'm looking at like betting odds for that. Like everyone we've named is like a top 10 guy. But other guys that we kind of forgot, like Bosa brothers are both on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we kind of – Nick, with being injured last year and stuff like that, we kind of forget how dominant he can be. Um, Khalil Mack's in there. Um, so, yeah, there's 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 some guys out there that definitely have the abilities to do that. Um, but it's a tough – it's a tough one to, to unsee. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh- all right, Dylan, round out the second round here, and you're the back-to-back, so take it away. So to inject a little bit of, uh, of the Washington football 
team in there, but not directly because it's not going to be the Washington football team. But are <laughs> are the Arizona Cardinals the Washington football team of the West? Meaning <laughs> we've had so many years where like where the then Redskins and the now Washington football team would just put like players and a roster like it, like that you would you would you would take that roster on Madden 100 100 times out of 100 right and they just put them on the field and they win eight games and they're gone like and i feel like i feel like i've had to listen to the cardinal hype for the last like two years and then they get in there and it's kind of like uh they're not ba- they're not bad teams they're not terrible teams but they're also like where's that Where's that like dominant team that's gonna like possibly win the division? Like where where is that team, right? Um, so you add they add even more players this year with AJ Green. They have more firepower. They have uh, Cliff Kingsbury now. You know another year under his belt. You got a young quarterback, mobile, uh, great talent, and everything like that. But when are we gonna like? Are we gonna see them finally take that division? I don't see. I mean, I know Russell Wilson is in Seattle, and whenever Russell Wilson's in Seattle, it's always a threat. But I also feel like continually his contract makes that team worse and worse every year. You have the 49ers who, when healthy, you know, you they're, they're, they were in the Super Bowl when they were healthy, and last year they were not, so you could say that. But what, when are we going to, like, see all of these players kind of, like, come together and – take the division or get in the playoffs and make some noise is this the year we're going to see it clocks ticking eventually Kyler Murray's gonna have to make his money and then you know all this time where you're going out and getting free agents is, is over at that point so what do you guys think about the Cardinals going into this year and what do you think about kind of the hype and the train that's been going for a while that we haven't really seen the problem? I was a little worried when you took it. I was like, I was like, is the Cardinals an offensive name? Like, <laughs> but <laughs> like it, it's funny you say that because it's true. And, and I, they continually get hyped for the moves that they make and the splashy hire and, you know, all the things that they've done. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a disappointment in a lot of ways, you know, Cliff Kingsbury was brought in to be an offensive genius. And I mean, that offense looks good because of who they have there, right? Like you throw up a Hail Mary to, De- to DeAndre Hopkins, he's probably going to bring it down. And sure enough, you know, in that Buffalo game, that's what he did, right? And I, I feel like Cliff Kingsbury is one of those guys who has to be on the hot seat, not because I think he's a bad coach. I just think he is kind of a disappointment in, in what, he was, what he was brought in to be and all the talent they've amassed. You draft a guy like Isaiah Simmons last year, who behind Chase Young was labeled the best defensive player in the draft, right? They were, that was a guy who people locally were like, just trade down, let people take Chase Young, and you can get Isaiah Simmons in a couple picks and get a better player, right? You can play him anywhere. And you play him like 20% of the snaps for the year. <laughs> you know, you, you, talent is only good if you know how to utilize it. And, and you, you spend a pick on Andy Isabella when DK Metcalf is there. You, you, you know, you identify these guys like Christian Kirk and, you know, you, you pay all these money to players and you're, and if you don't utilize them, what is the point, right? If, are you building a Madden team or are you trying to win, win a, win a game? And, and like we've mentioned, I, you know, that's a very tough division, 
but that that team is right now the epitome of super high expectations with no guarantee of what the floor really is. Um, so JJ, I, I'm interested to see, cause I feel like you'll, you'll probably have a much more rational take on this, but I want to see where you land. Cause that team definitely to me screams, you want to play as them in Madden, but you also can't wait to watch the bleep show that happens on TV on Sunday. Yeah. So if, you know, last year, if you guys remember, this was my surprise team, right? This is the team that I, I was saying that they're ready to take that next step. I mean, I mean, they they were knocking on the door of the playoffs. Let's 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 be honest. They weren't like you know five and eleven team last year. You know, they 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 were making some noise. Um, I I really think that um. You know, I watch the team closely because you know Kyler Murray was my fantasy quarterback, so I, I watched I watched Kyler very closely. I watched the team very closely. Um, you know. When he got that injury, it, it was out the that was out the window. Their chances were out the window. He did not look healthy. He did not look right. No matter what he says, he just his game fell off. And I mean, there there were there were some games early on last year. He was lighting it up, um, and you know they were contending to to for that division. I mean, they were they were in the thick of it. Um, I know and and. Frank, you, you, you mentioned they you know they made some moves. They've been making some splashy moves. Obviously, they bring in JJ Watt, who we all know is at the tail end of his career, but can still um, you know, be a factor. Um, and you know, but I I think they could still contend. I think you, you, we've all laid it out before. I think the NFC West is arguably the toughest division in all of football. Um, but they have the they have the I think they have the weapons. Um, to do it, to, to compete. Uh, I'm not going to go out and stand on a box and say they're going to win the division guaranteed, uh, but I'm not counting them out whatsoever. Um, you know, and it's interesting because um, I actually had them on my list here for slightly different reason is, you know, are, are they kind of going similar to a Tampa Bay route is, Hey, let's gather all these veterans and just, just put all, push all their chips at the table. Cause yeah, I mean, Cliff King, very, you know, if he if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, I mean, I would be shocked if he got fired. Um, and you know, what is you know is AJ Green healthy? You know, if so, what you know having him alongside Hopkins and um, who was it Rondell Moore they they drafted? Um, you know, like having all Moore, those weapons. Isabella, yeah, Fitzgerald. Is, you still have Kirk. Is does Fitzgerald come back? Um, you know, and then you uh, you bring in James Conner, um, kind of like a hammer in the backfield, something they didn't really have last year. Um, they kind of had, you know, um, dash and dash. <laughs> like they didn't have that that thunder. They had lightning and lightning, but they didn't have the thunder to to really run the football. Um, so, you know, do they have the right pieces, you know, to win that extra game or two to push them in to the to the playoffs? So, I I think they have the capability to do so. Um, I think they just, you know. The big if, and you can say this about every team, um, but I'm going to say it anyway, is, um, you know, the key players have to stay healthy. Um, and if, if that's the case, I mean, they can very well, you know, they can either win the division or make a wild card. I mean, I think they're that they're that talented on the roster. Definitely an overload of talent, as Dylan mentioned. It's it's like the the, the sexy team for, for Madden and for, yeah. for fantasy and – for a lot of things, it just remains to be seen. Can they put it together on the field to win? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Dylan, round us out. Start the last round, man. What's what's your what's your I'm last pick? Stay in the same division, 
and I am going to I hope people like quarterbacks because <laughs> we're talking a lot about quarterbacks. But uh Matthew Stafford. So I just I think he I mean I think people could make an argument for like the most underrated quarterback in the NFL is maybe Matthew Stafford. Like he's just sat in Detroit throwing touchdowns, throwing yards and getting nowhere for, for, for all of his work. Right. Like I, I'm excited to see him get a chance with a, with a, with a playoff caliber team to, you know, show his talent before I, he's on the back end of his career, obviously, but I don't think he's, I think he's got some, you know, got a couple good years left in him uh, if he can stay healthy and everything. Um, so I'm kind of excited to just kind of see what Stafford's going to be able to do with the Rams. Uh, he's a good spot. I think I, I like, I just like, I like Matt. I can respect Matthew Stafford for being on a, such a bad team, never made a noise, never like complained, never like was in the media being like trade me, but he just like showed up, did his job. And like year in, year out, like squeeze the most you could have squeezed out of that talent that they had on that team. I know he had some years with, you know, some some great quarter some great wide receivers, but he also had some years with some not so great wide receivers. And he was still able to produce. He was still able to do that. So I look at him in a McVeigh offense and you know, a team that's willing to like like, like, I think you said, Frank, like a team that's willing to like constantly push all their chips in, like, and I, I, I just kind of want to see what, what you guys think he'll be able, the noise he'll be able to make, um, in, on the, on the Rams. I guess I'll take that one first. Um, I, I think this was a good move by the Rams. Um, obviously, I was never a Jared Goff fan. Um, Obviously, seems like the Rams soured on him too, of course. But uh, um, you know, they're hoping that this guy can can take him to a Super Bowl, right, and win it. You know, because obviously Jared Goff got there, uh, but they're hoping that that Stafford is that missing link, right? And you know, guy, they feel every year I feel like they're adding more wide receivers, and um, you know, they add guys like Deshaun Jackson. Um, you know, they added some in the draft. You know, you still have uh, Woods. You still have uh, Cooper Cup. You know, and um, they're high on Van Jefferson. Um, so as far as the offense goes, I mean, you know, you have a guy who's who's been in the league for for quite some time. Um, you know, he's thrown for a ton of yards. Um, it's unfortunate with the Cam Akers thing um, because the whole knock on Matthew Stafford was. Yeah, but he didn't have a running game, you know, and not to say that um, guys like Henderson and Jake Funk can uh, actually, you know, contribute to the to the running game. And who knows if they bring in a veteran, um, you know, a lot of people are linking Adrian Peterson because of the, you know, the Lions and the Stafford connection. Um, but if he can get some kind of running game going, I mean, sky's the limit. They're, they're feeling for Stafford because the pressure is not all on him to say, oh, I got to win these games 
you know, um, you know, put the team on my back, you know, game in game out, you know, for years and years and years, it's, oh, I can actually hand off the ball and the running backs actually get four or five yards of carry, you know, I've never had that before. <laughs> so uh, that was a whole thought process, uh, I feel. Um, and it just, it, it would just open things up for him. And, you know, we all know that McVay is one of the brighter offensive minds in the league and uh, just kind of that, that marriage right there. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see. So they, you know, that move right there of just bringing Stafford into LA, um, you know, I think really shakes up things in a division, as we've said many times, is probably the toughest division uh, in the NFL. Yeah, I, I feel like this is the prove it thing for Matthew Stafford, right? It's like, oh, if he just had a good coach, if he just had good weapons, if he just had this, if he just had a defense, right? Like, well, he's now he's got the reigning defensive MVP, arguably one of the top five corners in the league. Uh, he's got one of the best innovative coaches that has made the most with not a lot. Yeah, JJ, you mentioned a lot of those wide receivers. Like, none of those wide receivers are a top 10 receiver, right? I mean, you'd have to argue they're fringe top 20, you know, with Woods and Cup. And obviously, Deshaun Jackson's seen his best years kind of come and go. And I, you know, I don't, I don't think I heard you mention 2 2 Atwell and, you know, being 5'7, yeah. 130 pounds or whatever it is. But, but God bless 2 2 Atwell. I'm sure he's going to take a, a reverse, you know, 60 yards for a touchdown this year and make us all look silly. But plays that Tavon um, Austin role. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what Tavon Austin, Tavon Austin's like, damn it. Why did Jeff Fisher have to be there and not Sean McVay, right? Like, so I, I, I love the, the situation for Matt Stafford. Uh, I think it is perfect for him. I, when it first happened, I was like, kind of like, who cares? Uh, but you really think about what Matt Stafford did, Dylan. I think you, you kind of nailed it with he did so much with nothing, and he was a good sport about it, and he, he worked hard and, and never complained. And it sounded like he, he didn't, you know, the trade wasn't, he didn't publicly demand a trade, right? He just, the Lions front office worked with him, put him where he wanted. So he got to choose. He got to choose where he goes, right? Like we know Aaron Rodgers apparently wants to go to Denver or, or Vegas, and we know Deshaun Watson didn't want to go to New York and wanted to go to Miami. Like, but none of those things kind of materialized, right? This is a team that said, "Okay, you've done so much for us. We'll send you wherever you want to go." He picked his place. Now he's got to prove it, and and he's got to prove it in a very tough division. With, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have to play in Seattle next year with a live crowd. <laughs> It's going to be loud. It's going to be tough. You're playing against a good team like that. Whatever the Cardinals are, they tended to play. Say, or they tended to play the Rams really tough last year. And obviously, the 49ers. I, we've talked about multiple times. I, I think they're pretty, pretty much the best team in that division. So, this is it for Stafford, right? Like, if 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 he's a a potential Hall of Fame guy, and, and I think we could probably go on a, a longer debate about this. But if you look at Matt Stafford and you look at the numbers he's put up in his career, they're, they're kind of borderline on the Hall of Fame side, right? But you, you look at his record and you're like, a guy who's never won a playoff game, like how could you put him in the, in, in the Hall of Fame? Well, this is, this is his chance, right? <laughs> he should have won a playoff game. Should have won, yeah. You know, dirty Dallas cheaters. <laughs> that one got taken from him. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. They, they, they have the next game come up, it's what serves. So, um, so uh, it's one of those things where this is, this is his chance and he, he's got to come out. And, and I, I'm not saying he needs to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns for it to be a success, but he's got to win. He's got to win. He's got to look good doing it. Or otherwise, we're just going to look at him as, as, a, as an advanced Jay Cutler, if that makes sense. Like, 
guy's really good at slinging it, and he's going to win some games and he's going to lose some games, and that's it. So I, I'm really, I really am intrigued to see what happens there. I think that's such a, a fun storyline, and part of the reason it makes that division so good is the worst quarterback in that division is out and was replaced with a, a really good one. Now the, the worst quarterback in that division is, is a is third overall pick. So <laughs> can't really be that bad when that happens, right? So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Dylan. I, I think that's an awesome storyline. Yeah. All right. So rounding this out, coming back, last pick for me. Um, Going to take it local. We're going to talk about the, the Washington football team. And the top storyline from there this year to me is, what's the name going to be? It's supposed to come out this year. And, you know, we, we sat here all last year being like, they're going to be the Red Tails. <laughs> they're going to be the warriors and it's going to have the same logo because screw it. Right. Like, you know, so many different things. And now, you know, they've come out and said it won't have any uh, traces of native American culture and it won't be the warriors. And um, so uh, what, what is the name going to be? This is, this is a team that, you know, played last year as a football team. And I think we all kind of like laughed at it. I, I kind of liked it as the year went on and thought it was fun and felt like a European soccer club, but, we're going to get a name this year. What's it going to be? What's the, the backlash going to be? Cause I'm sure there's going to be some kind of backlash, right? Like it's, you know, if, if whatever they go with, I'm sure they'll find a way to screw it up because that's just feels like what they do when things are going too right for them. But what, what is the name going to be? And if you guys had to take a guess, you know, what, what would you pick as the name as the odds on favorite for the name? I, I do think red tails is, is one of those names that's likely, um, Warriors was the one I thought just because Washington Warriors made sense to me. But um, what do you guys think? What do you guys have a pick? And I'll, I'll let you know my pick after you guys. Um, I do. I do like the Red Tails as well. I think that's that's a good option for a lot of different reasons. Um, if I couldn't pick the Red Tails, it seems like a, a, a very popular choice uh, was the Red Wolves. Um, so if I can't pick Red Tails, I, I'd say Red Wolves would be a, a very popular pick. Um so I'll go, I'll go with that one. Yeah, I saw um, there's a lot of like renderings out there for Red Wolves and not going to lie, it looked pretty badass, like the Red Wolf thing. And then um, just like, just like thinking of like, if, 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 if you're the Red Wolves and then like, if you get like a, if you get like a first down or something, everyone, everyone's stadium can like howl or something. <laughs> say they can howl, yeah. Like that's how can you beat that? It's like you got the horn up in Minnesota or whatever, but everyone like, right. first down was like, like, I was like, like I'm not a favorites person. I don't have a favorite team, but if they change the Red Wolves and they're howling on first downs, I might be a Washington <laughs> Red Wolves. Fan. So I, 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 I would just want to see the it'd be red and black, right? Like red and black, like it would look cool. It'd be fresh and mean as hell. And just be like, oh, they said they're keeping their colors though, so it'd have to be burgundy and gold. Bastards. Yeah. How you dare they? Burgundy, gold, and then throw black in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you, you can do that. I'm just saying, if we're if we're howling on first downs, count me in. Count me in Red Wolves. <laughs> I love it. I so 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 my pick, and I and I I'm pretty sure I saw it's like an east the esports team's name, but the Washington Justice. Um, I just I, it's just such like a like a strong name. Like, I, I just think it sounds cool. Like the logo would probably be lame as hell. It'd probably be like a judge gavel, but like same <laughs> thing, right? Like we, everybody in the crowd has gavels and they're just shaking them vigorously. 
<laughs> like, that's like when you like the like the Washington Justice would have the logo that like when you created a team when you moved your team, bad, it would have like that kind of logo where it's like really crappy. It's a hundred percent like they just took the emoji of like a of a judge gavel or a police badge and just that's the logo they put on. But it's it's like I just I just want to every 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 justice sack justice is sir yeah <laughs> you know like just something terrible like that but I, it's the name that i just think is like i i have a feeling they're going to go outside the box of like the red wolves is too good right like it's almost like you expect them to do something not what we want because of of who they are and they always tend to find a way to disappoint even when their team is good and all of those things so how are they going to screw it up <laughs> I understand. I I I, I want to say this before I get into my that I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not. I un- totally understand the history behind the Red Tails, and I like the history behind it. I don't love the name the Red Tails, so like, I don't know. It's just kind of it doesn't give me that football team name. Um, but you know, I again I understand the history behind it. And I understand that that would be very cool, but. Uh, yeah, I, I would look for something like uh, I don't know. It just it doesn't ring to me as much as like the Red Wolves that does. I dig it, JJ. You got the final pick in the draft. This is not going to be Mister Irrelevant. If there's many more storylines to go, I know. But, I, uh, I I made like this giant list, which is kind of dumb because we know it's going to be one of nine things. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I was trying to figure out okay, which player do I pick? Which team do I pick here? So I'm just going to go completely off my list here. I was thinking about this uh, while we were talking here. Um, my last pick, guys, we're getting a 17-game season. <laughs> this is the first year for that, right? So uh, I know it's just sometimes it's, people think it's as simple as, okay, they're playing one extra game. Big deal, right? Um, but, you know, what What does that mean for everybody, right? Um, what does it mean for, you know, the actual teams and the players themselves? Um, you know, uh, I know a lot of talk has been uh, we're, we're more susceptible to injury, right? That's another game on our bodies. You know, what does that mean for the short term and the long term? Um, you know, uh, for for the record books, right? I mean, like we're going to start to see records start falling, right? You know, this is a sack record in jeopardy. Uh, the pass, all the passing records, rush. I mean, every well, I don't know the rushing one, but <laughs> nowadays, but um, you know, there's a lot of records that we could see that are. Um, you know, could be challenged and could be broken uh, because of this. Of course, you know, you'll get the asterisk of him. This was done in a 17 game season, but uh, still though, uh, definitely um, we'll have to keep an eye on those. Um, you know, how do teams play this, right? Like, you know, as the playoffs get closer, you know, obviously we mentioned last year that they added the, the seventh team in the playoffs and now you have 17 games. So that extra opportunity to, to, to really um, make that push to get into the playoffs and, you know, if, if you're a team that's just dominating a division, I mean, can you imagine if the, you know, the Patriots that we're all used to were playing a 17 game season, I mean, be, you know, would they be resting their starters at like week you know, like 14, <laughs> not play for a month plus, but uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting to me that how, how this will all shake out um, as well as just kind of the business side and the fan side of it too. I mean, uh, again, you just look on a plain paper, like, okay, you just add one more game and that's how much revenue we'll make. And, you know, the fans were like, okay, I'm watching extra seat. But, you know, I, I know a lot of us love football. Um, you know, we love watching it. We, we get ready on Sundays or Thursdays or Mondays or whatever. We sit down, we love watching the game. But, you know, is it, when is it going to be too much? 
you know, like, and I think, I don't think one game's going to just change that, but you know, we're already talking about a possible 18 game season. Uh, we're talking about maybe bleeding this into Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, when does the oversaturation come to the point to where, you know, it might start turning off fans a little bit like, Oh, this is so much, you know, like, you know, or I don't need to watch every game kind of like baseball, right? Unless you're a really hardcore baseball fan, you'll probably watch maybe a couple games a week, you know, and it just, you know, is the, is the NFL going to go that direction at some point um, where it's just, it, it's just too much or you just can't keep up with it. Um, Cause as much, and I'll be honest, as much as I love football and I, I love watching the games, I, lo- I love everything about it. I mean, there's some times where it's good to have that off season, if you would, to go do other things, <laughs> to have your Sundays back, you know, to have your Monday and Thursday evenings back. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of tentacles to the 17 game season rather than just, Hey, we're having an extra game. And for fantasy players, you have another extra game to try to make the playoffs as well. Um, so it, it's a very interesting thing. I, I like to see how it plays out, um, you know, this season, next season, just kind of over the next couple of years and, um, and just see how everybody, you know, players, coaches, owners, fans, TV, whatever it is, how it all re- they react to it and how it shapes out, if it's a success or not. Yeah, I, I think the, the fun part to me of the 17-game season is is we, we, you know, since, you know, we're not, was it, 50 years old? Like, we, we didn't get to see the game go from 14 games to 16 games, right? And all the records that were broken when, when this happened. The way the game goes now where – it's normal for a quarterback to throw for 300 yards and three or four touchdowns and 400 yards isn't out of the, what, what, what's the record that gets broken first? Is it the passing yards record? Is it the rushing yards record? Is it the, you know, imagine if you gave Derrick Henry another game last year, uh, you know, what number does he end up at? Right. Like, um, you know, is it, I, you know, the receiving ones are a little more manageable now, right? Like now some of those yardage ones, I think, the catches where we, you know, I know with Brown and Marvin Harrison and there are so many players that kind of just kept breaking the mold, but now to give a really good player another game to, to attack those records, I just wonder like, what is the limit? Like what's, what's going to be the case? Like, are we, are we going to see somebody hit 5,500 yards passing? Are we going to see 57, 58? How, how do we get to a, how do we get to, to do we get to 6,000? And I know that number is crazy, but like, the way offense is going now, like where does it stop? Right. So uh, I, the 17 game, you know, the oversaturation, I, I think as long as football is as popular as it is, well, we, they're going to keep pushing the boundary, right? Like if they, they gave us football yeah. incidentally on Tuesdays and Wednesdays this year, and we ate it up. <laughs> we were like, hell yeah. Give me football on a Wednesday at five o'clock. Like I'll watch it. You know, I'll watch it while I'm feeding my kids dinner. Like it, it was a thing it, and it worked. <laughs> so like, I, I think they're going to keep pushing it, pushing. And why not? If, if you are the most popular sport by miles, you know, where you, your worst game on primetime gets eight to 10 million views, which is better than the NBA finals and, and close to world series numbers. Like why the hell not? Right. <laughs> why the hell not? Like push it as far as you can set more records, break new boundaries and, and make more stars. Right. Like, do it. Uh, Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be, uh, to add another kind of wrinkle to it, I'm, I, I, like JJ said, a lot of the sports that I am into 
are not sports with very long seasons or very like like baseball and basketball i find it hard even hockey to like really care about every game when there's so many damn games it's like how invested can i get into this when we got a hundred more right behind it you know what i mean um and i wouldn't want it i I don't want to see the nfl go the route of necessarily like the nba where like it's almost like some NBA players signed to the team. They're like, all right, I'll see you like when the playoffs start, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and they like go do something else and then come back. Like, I feel like the NFL could easily end up being in a situation where like the stars are not on the field all the time because it's like uh, the human body can't play 20 games. Like it's just impossible. You know what I mean? Like there's gotta be a line somewhere where you're now just making the products not as good. You know what I mean? Um, I look at, too, like, just with this, with sticking to a 17-game season, I look at, like, something as simple as, like, a bye week. Like, someone's going to have a bye week week six. Like, <laughs> and then they're going to play for, like, 10 weeks straight. And then if they're a playoff team, they're going to go into the playoffs. Like, that's insane. Like, just that I know it's just one extra game and you can, you can argue, Oh, well that, you know, if they're week six, they would have played nine games. What is 10, but like every NFL game is massive to the, to the wear and tear on the body. So there's going to be a team that's going to be in a situation or there's going to be a team that has a, the last bye week is week 14. Mm-hmm. So there's a team playing 13 weeks of football before they get a break. They're going to get a one-week break, and then they're going to turn around. And if they're a playoff team, they're going to have to go through the playoffs, you know what I mean, after they just got beat to hell for 13 weeks and got a little bit of a break. So even that is like luck of the draw, I guess. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're that team where you're in right in the middle, you're week nine or something, you're like, great. But if you're on the back end or the front end of that, you got to be like, dude, like how, how am I supposed to do this? You know what I mean? Like – we look at so many teams in previous years where how many teams have we seen that like have pulled their stuff together for a playoff run because they had a later bye week? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, like they got they got the rest. Maybe they had a couple injuries and all they needed was that week to kind of get their guys back out on the field. And like I feel like that's gonna be even harder to do with a with a 17 game season. Um so yeah, I mean. I think, do I think from a business standpoint, the NFL is going to continue to push for more? I do. I don't, I mean, I think they have to know, hopefully they do know that there's a limit to how much they can get. Like, I don't know if they'll go beyond 18 because I know that's what they wanted was an 18 game season. I, I, you know, was out there. I don't know if they would go beyond an 18 game season because I, like I said, I feel at that point, you're just watering down the products and you're going to have, you know, huge rosters and players taking games off and stuff like that. And I don't think any of us really want to see that in the NFL. No, I think that's a good point too. It, the, the inverse is like end of the year, who were the quarterbacks in the, the Cardinals Rams game? It was like John Wofford, you know, like <laughs> what if we get that in like starting in like week 12 <laughs> instead of week 17, right? Like right. What, if, what if that's the case? So, And if the season, if the season continues to get longer and longer, what if you get that as your like wild card weekend? 
Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Taylor Heineke, man, he's yeah. a great story. Yep. It's, it's totally possible <laughs> that you're like, okay, well, we won enough. We won 14 of our games, and then our quarterback got hurt, and then we went four more weeks or something, and we make the playoffs. And we got, like, two no-name quarterbacks going at each other, throwing picks, and we're just watching crappy football. And it's the playoffs. Like, this is when we're supposed to be watching the best football. So, yeah, I, I don't want to see yep. that. All right. Um, well, I know we've been uh, <laughs> chatting a lot here about uh, probably our fa- our favorite, one of the favorite things that, that we all enjoy, but just kind of a quick rundown. So, Dylan, um, you you took the Aaron Rodgers situation, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, where are they going to finish at this year? And Matthew Stafford uh, in new threads over in L.A. And then, Frank, you had are the Bucks repeating. Who's unseating Aaron Donald, if anyone? And what is the Washington football team's new name going to be? And then I took um, what's going to happen with these uh, 2021 first-round quarterbacks, the Deshaun Watson situation in Houston, and our 17-game season. So um, definitely had a lot of fun with this one. Um, Football season's here. Um, It feels like it was just yesterday where – well, I won't go over the Super Bowl, but, um, you know, <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> COVID canceled it. Yeah. They just put, um, they played it on Madden. Hey, hey, everybody's zero and zero again. It's all good. We all, all 32 teams have a chance. Um, oh, the Lions don't. But, uh, hey, Dan Campbell, man, he's, he's going to bite off some kneecaps. Um <laughs> So we'll see. I mean, you know, training camps here. It'll be it'll be fun watching that. Obviously, we get hard knocks with the Dallas Cowboys too, so we get the, that inside look on uh, America's team and Dak is back. So, uh, but uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun, and I'm sure we're gonna do uh, you know over you know the next several months we'll do a few other podcasts um, related to football, uh, whatever those topics may be. So um, definitely, definitely um, had fun with this one, guys, and. Um, you know, we'll get this uh, podcast uh, available for you guys, um, as, as well as future ones that we'll be doing over the next uh, few weeks here. So, uh, you guys have any closing Spotify, words? Apple, <laughs> Google, Amazon. <laughs> to say it, it's on there too, probably. WFAM six ninety. That random station that you find when you're driving to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna be pissed about our. About our hot take on Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen to a bunch of jerks talk smack about Cliff Kingsbury. Hey, hey, hey! I still, I still, I still somewhat believe in Arizona. Hey, we never said he wasn't handsome, right? <laughs> he's a handsome fellow. He's got a nice house. He's <laughs> got a great house, and he's handsome. What more do you need? Awesome, gentlemen. Pleasure as always. Until next time. See you guys. See ya.